boys, welcome to part two, part dos, part blah. I'm out, I'm out of, I'm out of language. Part thigh. Part thigh of the Euro Mitch road trip slash mashup of Logan going to Calgary. On this show, we'll be highlighting Fantasia Land, Wallaby Belgium, Wallaby Holland, Plops something to Plops. <laughs> And <laughs> something about a basketball game, maybe, or something. I don't know. Something. All right, you're going to love this show. Just listen up, okay? Mitch, it's good to see uh, an extension of the part one episode. We're on part two. We appreciate yeah. you guys joining to, to listen in on the remainder of Euro Mitch's trip. I was going to say, I feel like, I hope as you've been listening to this, I hope you be, you feel like you're there. I hope I'm painting a picture for you that you're there. Um, cause you didn't hear my voice for two whole weeks, two whole episodes. I mean, cause yeah. I have one was a trip report, but then two other episodes. I don't know how you did it, man. You didn't have my beautiful musing. So now you get the whole two full episodes of my fucking voice. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Hey, well, people are probably tuning into part two just because we didn't put Fantasia Fantasialand, Fantasialand yeah. in, uh, in the first episode. So Hey, we're we're batting off. We're starting starting with that, and we're not going to do a uh, how are you and what you've been up to because we're recording this right after part uh, part yeah. uh, one. So we've we, we're, we we already know how we're up, and we also have um, a lot to cover. So we're just going to jump right into it if that's that makes sense. But we still hope you enjoyed part one. If you have any questions, please put in the Discord. We'd love to hear them about this episode as well. Yeah. yeah. So where where did I go next? Coaster Bro, where did I go? What 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 elusive park are we alluding to that are we going to talk about next? Fantasialand. That that's right. This. What do you know about this park? How do you? How much do you know about it? I know Black Mamba is there. I know. Oh, that one coaster that everybody thinks like is unanimous number one. Tehran is there. Yeah, I guess flies there now. So they've had a lot of recent additions that are like elite, and I know it's well themed. And that's about yep. all I know about it. So I would say Fantasialand was, I thought it was going to be better than Europa Park. Um, and I say the coasters are. Um, but what I do have to say about Fantasialand is there was no storytelling element to any of their coasters or their rides. Mm-hmm. Whereas Europa Park, every ride had a story. Everything made sense. Everything, like, obviously with for Wodan, Silver Star is not that at all but every other ride had like a story to it it was clear in the queue it was clear through the theming whereas Fantasyland was more of like a it's beautifully visually themed but none of the queues nor the actual rides itself is is um is themed so or it tells that storytelling element so I miss that coming from Europa where it's done so well like so 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 well Overall, this park is amazing. The theme is incredible. I love it. It's so small. Like, I did not realize how tiny and compact this park is. It's probably less than half the size of Europa Park, I would say. Like, it's fucking tiny. Wow. Um, so it's 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 great. Um, but uh, anyways, if you're here, you're here for the last episode, I'm going to do <laughs> this in the same order that I did the other ones. Coasters first, food next, and then experienced overall thoughts last. So with Fantasyland, I'm going to start with my number one coaster there and my, one of my new top five favorite coasters of all time, Terran. Ooh. 
when you watch a POV of this ride, it it looks like it's like a nice Intamin Blitz coaster that has some nice curves and has some fun turns. But, you know, you compare it to a Maverick or a Pantheon or a Velocicoaster and you're like, oh, it's whatever. The POV does not do it justice, my friend. Holy shit. When I rode this coaster, I was absolutely shook by not just how aggressive it is, but how fast it feels. Maybe it's because you're getting launched like in between those rock formations, but you are flying and it's a long ride it's a long ass ride like that i like i like coasters okay let me know if this makes sense i like coasters that have a beginning middle and end does that make yeah, sense to you it does it's a story yes so of rails that's why i love maverick so much that's why i love um I think a lot of my favorite coasters have a beginning, middle, and end. I know this short, but Lightning Rod also does to me, too. Lightning Rod has a beginning, middle, and end. Like, the launch is the beginning, the middle part is the back area, and the end is the trip, the quad down. I like coasters that have that sequence of events, and Terran was a beautiful story wrapped up in a bone. Yeah. It's... <laughs> They had some S-curve or S-dive, stangle-dive, Maverick-style inversions, which were amazing. Or, not inversions, elements. Um, yeah. The the uh, the launch right up into the waterfall and you get sprayed is so cool. It adds an extra element to it. Um, but, oh, there is... I could not get enough of this coaster. Comfy restraints. Amazing operations. Horrendous cue. Horrendous. Just like in the last episode, I talked about Silver Star, in the sun, switchbacks. Like, truly, uh-huh. it actually felt like an afterthought when they built, um, when they built Klukine, the area that it's in. It, it felt like, cause like, it's, it's just, I don't know what the hell is supposed to be there, but it's just full on switchbacks. And I'm like, oh my God. It was awful. That was, yeah. that part was horrible, but <laughs> worth it for that yeah. ride. So, um, have you what? What other Intamin launch coaster have you been on? You've been on Maverick. Honestly, it's Maverick. I can't think of any other Intamin because not I mean, Velo- outside, you've been on Velocity or Pantheon, right? No. So this is I definitely felt like a mature Maverick. I think it's one step before, like it's, it because the shorter trains, it felt more like a proper Blitz coaster. Um, yeah. Amazing, amazing, <laughs> incredible. I can't say enough amazing things about it. It was so, so good. Was there a favorite um, element on the ride? Uh, it's, there is between two. There's one amazing S, like Stengel style dive in the second yeah. half, which is just like, it completely catches you off guard. Like, cause you're like, you can't really see where you're going next. That's amazing. And then after the second launch, so you go after the second launch, you go up through the waterfall. Then you do yeah. like a little bit of a boo, but you kind of make your way back towards the bottom. So you make your way back towards the bottom and then you do this crazy pull out and you come up and over in between two rocks and there's positive G's at the bottom. And then you're pulling out at a really fast speed in between these two rocks. And that moment is just such a crazy moment for me. So, be- <laughs> so between those two, I would say those two are my favorite elements. The launches are next level amazing. They are. And the the sound, because it's like the, I don't I don't think newer Intamin launches make those the sound, but it makes like a louder Maverick sound, like that, like whatever. It is a good, oh, it's so good. Oh my God. It's, I can't even get over how good that ride was. Comfy restraints. 
Oh my God. I love, and oh my gosh, I forgot to say, this was the only time that I met a coaster enthusiast ride operator. Like no other ride operators I met were coaster enthusiasts. And what was I, what was I wearing? Or oh, maybe I had a bag. I think I was holding my, my, I had a Cedar Point string bag. He's like, Cedar Point. Oh my God. I love that place. And I was like, oh my God. Yes. We got it. That's a very common interaction you get, obviously, in North America, but it wasn't as common in um, yeah. in Europe. They don't have a lot of coaster enthusiasts, or maybe I didn't notice them or talk to them working yeah. at the parks, but, oh, yeah. Can't shut up enough about that ride. Amazing, 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 amazing. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's a bucket list ride for me, for sure. It should be. It is, yeah. the oh, like, the theming was so all-encompassing because everywhere you looked, you felt like you were in Klukheim. There was no, there was no, they didn't skip a beat with that theming. Like you, it, which is amazing because you walk over to the Mexico area and you felt like you're in Mexico. Like it is so amazing. But what I love about that is they did kind of a, a um, they pulled a Disney trick and the Africa section, which is where Black Mamba is, is yeah. right behind the Mexico section. But they had to build the, I guess they built the lift hill for Black Mamba inside, just I'm assuming for screams and for um, lift hill sounds getting out to the neighborhood. But they built it in a way that the back section of the Black Mamba lift hill looks like Mexican, like kind of architecture, like Aztec or Mayan architecture. So it doesn't break the, the theming at all. It looked so cool. I love the Mexico area of the park. Then you walk through a tunnel and you're in the fucking Chinese section of the park. Then you're in the Wild West section. Then you're back in the African. I'm like, it, they, I think they did some of the sight lines, some of the best that I've ever seen in my life. Because yeah. when you go to the next part of the park, you feel like you're transported into another world. And that is Rootburg, where Fly is. The yeah. steampunk part of the park. They built this so well. So, so well. You feel like you're transported away. Those walls are so high with all the buildings. The music is blasting. I think you remember from my trip report, you could hear the music in the background. Yeah. It is incredible. That that area. So fly. Going to stick to the coasters. Not going to go over, but fly. Good. Very good. How do you like flyers? I'm sorry. Like, in That's- general, like. That's kind of what I was going to I was going to say. So I have been on Tatsu. That's my only flyer I have been on before. Actually, it's a lie. Sorry. Been on Tatsu and the Six Flags uh Superman at Great America in Illinois. So those are the only two okay. I've been on. Um I didn't mind the Superman one because it was like pretty chill and tame. Tatsu I thought was kind of a weird ride because it was like kind of meanders and it just tries to kill you at the end, but I yeah. but I do like it. Um, but I've always found the restraints um, on the flyers to really tug at my shoulders and my like collarbone area. And I feel like I'm really being pressed up against that. So that's what I struggle with. And it was no different here. Um, unfortunately, the loading process for fly way better than the B&M flyers. Like it was so much more intuitive, so quick. They were in and out, boom, got gone. All your stuff in the lockers. People sat on, sit down, shut up, and then your train's gone. Like it was, nice. it was so good. But the actual ride experience, I love the launches. I love the near misses, but those and the positive G moments are wild and airtime again, even while you're in the laying position. But yeah, it, the, my collarbone felt it like after two or oh. three rides, I was like, Ugh. so I liked it. I think it's my second favorite coaster in the park. I would say, um, I really liked it. I think every, I think everything else combined adds to it. Um, but I, I, I can't say it's one of my favorites just because that collarbone 
um, yeah. thing. Just it's just where the restraints lie. I think that's very similar to anyone on a flyer. Some they depends on where the restraints go. I was trying to kind of wedge myself so it wasn't resting right up against it, but it's a it's an intense coaster. So um, yeah. it does affect you, but yeah, no, I loved fly. Um, and I think the last real coaster, major coaster I'll talk about before I move on to the flat rides is uh, Black Mamba. Uh, right? That's the most only other major coaster there, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, this was the biggest disappointment, I would say, of the entire trip. I, the oh, entire no. coaster trip. Um, worst operations of any coaster at uh, Fantasyland, for sure. But first, by the way. Yeah. It's just, I know... It was like trying to be Nemesis, but it's not. It was like it starts with such a punch with that vertical loop over the pathway to the hotel that we stayed at, Hotel Matamba, which was amazing. Couple yeah. of the inversions, but man, it's like it's like Alpen guys. It dies at the end. It just kind of meanders and doesn't do much, and then it's just over. And you're like, oh, oh, that's it. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, Cool cue because it's interactive with the with the with the coaster, but overall, that's kind of my that's kind of my um, thoughts on Black Mamba. Um, is there any any other coasters you can think of that we want to talk about, or you want to move on to the cool flat rides, or what's the what's what, what about one thing? Cause, yeah, because Winges has always intrigued me. Ooh, uh, the spinning coasters is. I mean, you're looking at two different tracks there, right? Completely um, two different tracks. Yeah. And I know there's like a secret to each yeah. of them. I do want to spoil on the show because they're two really good surprises on, and they're different on each coaster. Oh no! Like, is it something that's better to wait? And just I would like. I don't want to spoil it for our listeners. I you obviously you can go watch it or look it up of what happens, but uh-huh. they're the best spinning coasters I've ever been on by far. They're insane. They were uh-huh. they were so crazy. They had like <laughs> steep drops, long rides, good spinning. And then the surprises at the end, oh, it's got the shit out of me. <laughs> so another another great indoor section again. They do indoor sections in Germany um, of the parks really well. So Winges, I was a pleasant surprise for me. Okay, excellent. Yeah, let's talk about some of the flats. What else is popping here in Fantasyland? Fantasyland. Is- <laughs> I love you're saying both the whole show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying because in Germany that they said it was like Fantasyland, but what I before I left it was Fantasyland. So I'm trying to say Fantasyland. Fantasyland. Um, so flat rides. This is where this park really shined. I think this was probably the best flat ride park of the entire trip, in my personal opinion. Huh. Chiapas was. I'm not going to ruin it for you, and I hope you don't. I hope you go in knowing nothing about this ride, like I did. I had never seen a POV of it. It was amazing. It gets you fucking soaked. <laughs> My friend Will was soaked after he had to go back to the hotel room to like change and dry off. Um, oh, no. I actually brought I brought flip flops, knowing that I want that I was gonna it was gonna be like that. So I brought flip flops, which was a good surprise or I, I, sorry, a good uh, um, decision because I wasn't surprised by it. Yeah, you feel that steep drop. You feel all the surprises. The theming is amazing throughout it. Like, and even the queue is really well themed, and I love the constant loading um, area. But it is such an amazing ride. Oh my god, it is up there with Splash Mountain. I would say it's one or two Splash Mountain. It's be- for me, it's even better than the Mall of America Log Flume. Like it's, and that's one Dang. of my favorites. So, yeah. highly um, recommend. Cheap enthusiasts. Josh talks a lot 
um, about this ride. Really, he does. Yeah, it's I like know he's a bucket list. I know he's a big log ride, live log life, right? Yeah, yeah, something like that. We said that you said that two episodes ago with Mikey. I remember you guys were talking about that. You tried to call Josh so many times, I was dying. Never answered. <laughs> that was actually so good. Um, this I would say is an elite, yeah, water ride for sure. Do not miss wow. it. Do not miss. It. And I'm sad I missed the river rides, uh, river rapids here too, because uh, it gets you very wet as well. But it looks like a cool one. Yeah, it looks great. River quest. Uh, and then the other two flats I'll maybe talk about: Talacan, the uh, Mon Mon Hus. No, what's what is it? Hus or Mondial? Hus. Is it Mondial? I don't know. It's one of the ones that's way more intense than um, the than the other top spins you'll get here at Canada's Wonderland or, or elsewhere. Yeah. Holy fuck. I was not prepared for this ride. This <laughs> ride is not for the faint of heart. It is so intense. I didn't was not well coming off of that. Let me tell you. Oh no, um, you like sick? Sorry. Were you like sick or so oh, overwhelmed? Yeah. I was I was ill. I I don't get sick by spinning that much, but just because of the way it like it when it flips you, it's like ooh, and it it is intense and it's long. Um, and when it holds you over, you're really flying. So I was facing out towards the pathway instead yeah. of towards the like the the rock work on the side. Yeah. But what a well themed ride! Like just even watching it from the pathways, beautiful, just yeah. spectacular. Um, really interesting layout of the ride, though. You actually view it from the African section of the park, but you enter it from the Mexican section. Of course, Talacan is a Mexican word or a Spanish word. So it's a very yeah. interesting kind of like it bridges the gap between, but it also works from the African section of the park. Um, really intense. Not for the faint of heart. Um, highly recommend if, you got to, if you're there, you have to ride it. <laughs> um, I think I'm faint of heart. I think I would just watch. Okay, then watch it. Absolutely, I'm watching. <laughs> this thing looks nuts. <laughs> it's fucked. Did like I every my when people were like watching my stories, they're like, "That looks insane." I'm like, I put it on my personal account stories, I think too, and people, my friends are like, "What the fuck is that ride?" I'm like, yeah. "I know, it's eye candy." And then the last flat I'll talk about, I think, is Mystery Castle. So the indoor Intamin Drop Tower, which I was not expecting to be as insane as it was. It's actually truly, I guess because of local ordinance, they couldn't have the drop tower out in the open. So they truly built a fucking castle and it was a giant <laughs> tower. I saw this on your story and I'm like, that doesn't look real. No. It looks like the castle um, uh, scenery piece in Roller Coaster Tycoon 2, like the big castle tower. It's literally what it looked like. But somebody just built it, you know. 400 feet tall is almost what it looks it's like. It's huge. It's tall. Yeah. And so I'm not going to spoil this one as well because I really think people should ride it. It's a really fun. So it's four drop towers. So you know how kind of like Intamin style oh. drop towers? Like think like a KI style drop tower and yeah. it's round, right? Right. So these are four on the – so similar seats, but it's four technically towers on each end. On each end. So they're all facing inward. So it can hold a lot of people, but it's a unique, I think, Tower of Terror. So it's actually a unique ride cycle. It's not just up and down. It actually has like lights and flashing and ooh, craziness. Cool. Scared the shit out of me. A <laughs> um, little bit of short, a little bit short ride duration, but I think the closest I would 
compare this to is Tower of Terror. It was really good. Oh, um, wow. Totally caught me off guard. Completely off guard. I didn't even know it was, a, it was there. I, I thought it was an SNS tower. Fuck. When I walked in, I'm like, oh, this is not an SNS tower. <laughs> I'm kind of scared. Yeah. <laughs> so highly recommend that. But that is, I think, most of Fantasyland. I think the food um, was good. There was a couple good vegan options. The churros were vegan. I ate at the restaurant, actually, that is right attached to the more of the spaghetti bowl side of Fly. And they yeah. put me at a table right beside the window so I could just watch Fly fly by, which... <laughs> Fly by, which was so like special and cool. Like I was like, this is the perfect table that I would have wanted. That whole vegan menu. The food was it was okay. It was a little bit overpriced, but it was fine. But yeah. it was just the ambiance and the the steampunk theme. Like all the way to the bathrooms were steampunk themed, like Amelia Earhart themed and shit like that. It was that was cool. Um, but the location of the restaurant was great. The churros, the um, uh. All the food there actually was really good. I, maybe a side note, we had dinner at Hotel Ling Bao, one of the other hotels there, mm-hmm. and it was really, really good. Like, very well, like, the good buffet and everything. So, yeah. <sighs> Fantasyland. I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. I, uh, well, much, I know the bucket list part for me, for sure. How, many, how, how much longer do we have in the recording? How much longer? 22. Okay, so we got some time. Um it's it's so uh, yeah so continuing on with Fantasyland just to have, sum it up here, it's a very small park. Um, you can do it really quickly, but I would say two um, two days, two days I would say was yeah. is more than enough. But I would also recommend to stay on site. Hotel Matamba was phenomenal, <laughs> having that direct access into the park. So Fantas- Fantasyland's interesting where it lets you in an hour before the park actually opens. So like literally like, you know, you know, like Disney, they let you in maybe like 20 minutes before or something like yeah. that, or half an hour at most of the parks here. It's a full hour. So you're wandering okay. for a full hour. Um, people line up at rides, but you're vibing, but you can walk right through like from hotel Matamba, you walk right through black mama's loop and you're in the park. It, <laughs> it, it is. You could not be closer. I can't even think the only hotel that I can think of that's closer to a park is Grand Californian at uh, Disneyland, uh, California Adventure. It's the only one I can think of because it, it again, it's like a, it's right from the hotel and the park. So worth it. So, 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 so worth it. I would do it again in a heartbeat. Wow. That's good advice. That, that looks crazy. Yeah, I'd be yeah. walking through the loop. That's, that's insane. <laughs> well, I think that's uh, it for Fantasyland. Um, I think the next park that I went to and want to talk about is Wobbly Holland. How's that wobbly. sound? I will be saying it as Wobbly. Wobbly Holland. <laughs> Probably six, saying it wrong. Six Flags Holland. Yeah, these are these are interesting because the Wobbly Parks are old Six Flags Parks. We played the, the Roller Coaster Tycoon Classic. Um, I actually played both of these scenarios recently so that I can effectively talk about these parks mm-hmm. um, and, and how I've experienced them for my whole life. Exactly. So you got to see in the Six Flags scenario, Goliath, Condor, Robin Hood. What was Speed of Sound called before? Um, Speed of Sound. The boomerang. What was the boomerang called in our all that? Was it Cobra? Yeah. Or maybe, it's, no, I think Cobra is at Wobby Belgium. Oh, I don't. 
I think it was called Speed of Sound, maybe. Oh, it's if it's still Speed of Sound, yeah. So you got to experience that. I think that's all the coasters they had in the park, right? At the uh, in the in the Wallaby Hall scenario. Yeah, it was very minimal. Um, yeah, I almost even want to pull it up to like. Really, I'm gonna look at a park map. That's what I'll do. Okay, beautiful. Well, this I one with the lake in the middle, right? No, that's Wallaby Belgium. Oh, so this one, yeah, I gotta look it up. Um, Wallaby Holland, middle of nowhere, cool rides. This felt like this was the closest I would say felt like to a Six Flags park for me. It felt very similar to like Fiesta Texas. It felt very similar to like Great America. Like I got those vibes from it, but it still was a cool park. I actually, I really liked the vibes. It Will was not feeling it. He was like, oh my God, this is like an American. I was like, oh yeah, this is a Six Flags park. Um, <laughs> still beautiful though. Like well landscaped, lots of trees. You actually, it was a huge park. You, when you were on one side of the park, you could not see or hear anything from the another side of the park. Like each coaster felt very isolated in its own area. Um, so yeah. it was very cool. I liked, I liked exploring. I liked, um, going to the different areas. Um, but I think here I really only have three standouts and I want to talk about. Oh, weird. Okay. Let's do it. Yeah. I won't. Yeah. There's, there's a couple smaller ones, um, that I'll, I won't, I'll maybe mention briefly, but the number one of this park, of course, the RMC fanboy RMC untamed. I will admit something on camera and on mic that I originally was like, oh, this RMC wasn't that good. And then I wrote it five more times. And I'm like, oh, fuck, this was good, which <laughs> is good because usually with RMCs, the more I ride them, the less rewritable they are. This yeah. one got more rewritable for me. So I was like, oh. what? I was like, okay, this is a, this is good. I like that. Um, I really like this ride. I really did. The way, what I like about this ride is they have really good wave turns. The wave turns are amazing. They have an amazing yeah. low to the ground heartline roll, which I felt like I could touch the grass. A really <laughs> cool station vibe. Like it was like drums and do do And don't know what the theme exactly was supposed to be, but it was a very cool ambiance. Um, great single rider line. Of course, I just walked on most times. Um, really really cool i like this ride a lot they did a good job get to be an rmc fanboy loved it i i robin hood would have been interesting to ride as a vacoma woody but i'm glad yeah. i didn't yeah <laughs> it's glad it was this instead yeah um, no, this is one that is interesting to me because i mean i remember looking at at the coaster when i was playing it i was like oh that's you know the old robin hood is now untamed I'm like, wow, that that's actually a pretty badass like layout for a for an RMC to like to RMC. Yeah, like, it's, just it was a good there. choice. Yeah, it was a good choice. Um, I think it brings life to that back end of the park. Um, I really like the staff there. This the, the the crew on on Untamed were really awesome, really really cool. Um, so yeah, I. Don't have anything to say except I'm an RMC fanboy now. I mean, I am a secret one in disguise, but it, it, they did a good job on that. I like the, I liked everything about it. I'm not going to say anymore. I'm just going to shut up about it now. Sounds good. What was your, what was your next one you loved? Goliath. Goliath. Ooh. Yes. So Goliath was a big surprise for me. I thought it was going to be more like Millennium Force, but what I liked about it is it kind of reminded me of like, I've obviously never been on Ride of Steel at Darien Lake, but it had like the helix helices over the water, which was really yeah. cool. But some of the airtime hills 
kind of like reminded me of Expedition G-Force. So I like that there was two Expedition G-Force hills, the helices, and like a Millennium Force style drop. So I liked it because it was like a best of all the worlds. Like I, I felt like I was getting kind of a smorgasbord of multiple different Intamin coasters. And I and I loved it. It reminded me, the ending reminded me of Millennium Force because you come screaming into the ending. Like you, the break yeah. run isn't, isn't like before the turn. You, the break run's only just before the station. So you, it's like Millennium Force. You come screaming around that curve right into the station. Um, I loved it. Loved that ride. Again, another amazing single rider line. The Wallaby Hall, it actually was fucking amazing single rider lines. Um, <laughs> and it was, it was really good. I really enjoyed it more than I thought. Um, I thought I was not going to like it because I had just been on Exhibition G-Force and Millennium Force and all that, but mm -hmm. um, pleasantly surprised about this. So I I wouldn't sleep on it if I were if I were you, especially if you're like me who likes a bit more of like a balanced ride, who like a bit more of like interesting elements rather than just like you know airtime, airtime, airtime. Yeah. Um, I, I think it does a lot, and I I'm glad I got a couple of rides on it. Um, and yeah, so do you like so when you play this Wallaby Hong scenario, do you like the way Goliath looks, or what's your thoughts yeah. on Goliath? This is one of my, I mean, it's not a, people would say it's not a hyper. I say that that's a hyper coaster. That's an obvious hyper coaster. Like the layout is a hyper coaster. Yeah. It's um, like a mega coaster, but hyper. Yeah. And it's, and it's just, it's like a little guy. And yeah. I, the layout has always intrigued me and I've always wanted to ride it. It, it just looks like a really fun ride. Um, so I'm glad that you usually, if, if you're liking it for the, those types of reasons, I think it would some, be something I enjoyed as well. Yeah, I'd highly recommend it as well. I mean, the Goliath queue is nothing to write. It's like a Six Flags queue. There's not, not really yeah. theme to it, but the layout, I got to say, and it runs well. It's 20 years old, and it runs really, really well. Um, I I liked it a lot. I, I, I'm i starting to rethink how much I like Millennium Force because it did more for me than Millennium Force. So Yeah. Because um, I'm not a huge Millennium Force fan. Like, I, I it's yeah. kind of, as the years have gone on, I've kind of, like, been back and forth on it a little bit. I think it still is amazing from the icon status, but yeah. as you know, nostalgia and iconness isn't enough for me to rank it high. So I, that's kind of the only reason that it's kind of staying high for me, but we'll see. We'll see what that feels like. Um, <laughs> but the last coaster I want to talk about is lost gravity. The uh, very mm -hmm. first mock. I have no idea what that model's called. I just totally blanked on it. Um, infinity? No, it's a mock. It's, um, Oh, they call big it dipper, a little bit, yeah. big dipper, big, big dipper. yeah. It is big. So dipper. this is what this is the first generation of what Voltron at Europa Park is going to be, because Mock usually uses their park as testing grounds. But this big dipper coaster was one of the first ones that they didn't. They tested it at Wallaby Holland, and now Voltron's going to be kind of their one of their other the next next gen tries. But wow, I thought it was going to be like a Gerstlauer in like how rough like our Eurofighters are. Yeah. This thing was smooth. It is six or seven years old. I don't even know how old it is at this point now, but yeah. it is so smooth. Again, single rider line. Fucking why would you even not wait? Why would you not wait the single rider line? Walked <laughs> on a, a couple times. Amazing ride. Like amazing hang time. Amazing. <laughs> like just like so cool it was like a wing coaster because the, the seats are so far out you're like when you go over them inline twists or whatever like on rcd like you are hanging there really intense great airtime smooth that's my friend will it's in his top 10 now lost gravity like it's wow do not sleep on this ride and i love like the kind of little bit amounts of like six flag style theming yeah it was 
amazing. Amazing. Totally caught me off guard. 1000%. Yeah. This is one, another one that's like, I've seen this ride. And I'm like, that ride looks super cool. Yeah. It's like nothing you'll ever ride again. It is totally different than anything I've ever ridden. Wow. Because it doesn't look like it would be, but it, but it is. It, it, it packs a, pun, a little punch. And I love that area of the park. Um, so yeah, um, a little bit other, a couple other things I would uh, talk about or coaster that I mentioned is the Platform Express, the outdoor version of Rock and Roller Coaster. Amazing queue, incredible queue, like just yeah. long, immersive, really cool queue. I probably the best queue of the of the park for sure. Um, but the ride itself, without. Um, like what's his name? Steve Tyler, steaming, screaming in your air yeah. from from Aerosmith. That's his name, yeah, right? Yeah, Steven yeah, Tyler. Steven Tyler. Without Steven Tyler screaming in your ear, without the five, four, three, like, and without it being in the dark, it's a pretty slow coaster. It's like <laughs> it's nothing to write home about at all. It <laughs> is very slow. The launch is still good. Yeah. Um, but I come came with that coaster. I was like, oh. That's it's rock and really roller coaster. Really okay. <laughs> so quickly mentioned that. Um, then the last thing I'll mention is uh, the last, sorry, coaster I'll mention is Condor, the original Vacoma SLC. Um, the very first one that has the new restraints on it. It's bad. It's, it's bad. Like the new restraints don't, you don't get head banging, but the coaster itself is so shaky. So your whole yeah. body shakes around now. It's like, Ugh. so it, it's bad. It's, it's, um, yeah. Some rides are just terrible. I I appreciate that they've tried to keep it going for the last 30 years and they've really, it's still there, but, um, I have flight deck here already. So I was already just like, fuck it. I just guess we got to get this one over with. So, yeah, that was Wallaby Holland. Um, the food actually, we did have lunch or we did not have dinner, but we did have lunch. They had a couple vegan options. They had a vegan chicken sandwich that I got to say was actually very good, well-priced. The, the food staff were good. The operations were good. Lots of seating area. I I got to say, I really liked it. I bet, bet obviously, better than Canada's Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and it filled me up. It did the trick. I think it was like for a fries, drink, and uh, the chicken sandwich was like 15 euro, which is of course like 20 bucks Canadian. So maybe 22, 21 bucks Canadian. So I'm, I was not, I was not unhappy about it. Um, that was the only food we really had. And then the overall vibe, I really liked it because I thought it was like a Six Flags park that had charm and okay. coming from, so it, it reminded me of my favorite Six Flags parks, Great America and Fiesta, Texas. There was the theming there. You had the quintessential Six Flags things like the boomerang and all that stuff. But uh-huh. I like it because the staff are really nice. It was a beautifully kept up park. Big and expansive with lots of really nooks and crannies to, to um, get lost in. The new area with the kitty co- coaster is really cool. Um, but I just like the the feeling of that park. I think they did a good job of that. Um, and I and I I loved how lush it was. So that that's kind of what I have to say about that. Will wasn't as crazy about it because he was like kind of missing the the themed music and the and the theming of Fantasyland, Europa Park, and even his home park, Alton Towers, which has of course area music for everything. So um, yeah. that's kind of what I have to say about Wallaby Holland. Is there any anything else that stands out to you or anything that you might want to check out when you're there? No, I think. Um... 
it kind of feels like this is very much uh, three very good roller coasters, and then there's a a park that I'm kind of used to. Yeah, yeah, looks fun though. Worth worth a drive. It's in the middle of fucking nowhere, but worth a stop because I think it has three of the most unique coasters in Europe. You're not yeah. going to get a Goliath, a Untamed, or a Lost Gravity really anywhere else. And I think I think that alone is worth the stop. And that's why we went there. That's why we, instead of going to Efteling or Toberland or somewhere much closer to Fantasyland, we decided to really go out of our way all the way up to Holland for uh, for that. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, is this another phone call? I'm getting one. I am. I'm getting another call. And he's and he Logan's green texting me because he has he has an Android. He says pick up, pick. It's like pick up, pick up. I know you guys are recording. Pick up. I'm like fuck, fuck, fine. I guess there's a comedy show or something that he has to tell us about. Like fuck. Oh, make us laugh, Logan. Make us laugh. Yeah. Hello, it is me again. Uh, I am currently at the Windspear Center in downtown Edmonton. We are at the Darcy and Jerno Refunds Tour. They are uh, two Canadian comedians. Canadian comedians. That is quite the sentence, and I'm sure that's made the parents on the show before. Uh, I digress. We're at uh, halftime. They're calling it the ADHD halftime. One of them, Darcy's got ADHD, and he's like, if I'm agreeing to go on tour... They need to have an intermission halfway through because there's no way in hell I'd sit in that audience for a 90-minute show. So that's what's going on right now. People are getting drinks down below. This place is absolutely beautiful, and these guys are absolutely hilarious. So it's definitely been a good stop. He's his favorite stop. I'd ask her, but she ran away from me. And then, yeah, I don't know. It's just been a really good time. I've been having a good time at the mall the past couple days and just looking forward to the second half of this. It's a, if you want to go check them out, go check them out on TikTok, on Instagram, Darcy and Jer. They are absolutely hilarious and probably my favorite comedians in the game right now. So that's my little plug for them. Absolutely hilarious stuff. Um, but it sounds like I better start heading back in. Everyone's starting to come back out from their little smoke break. So uh, I'm going to head on out now and uh, check in with you guys again. I'm not too sure. Probably the mall. Somewhere. Wow. We, that was... we got the B-reel, by the way. What's that? I was, I was saying we, we got the B-reel. Oh, it was B-reel time. Yeah. Got the B-reel. B-reel time. Hold on, podcast. My sleep focus is on. Be real time. Uh. <laughs> Just leaves us in for the episode. <laughs> <laughs> he probably will. This is a slight change in audio. Don't mind us. That sounded like a hilarious show and the potential of a basketball game either was or wasn't fun. Thanks, thanks for sharing, Logan. I hope he doesn't fucking interrupt our, our, our time anymore because it's our episode and by our episode i mean it's clearly my episode it is, it is. it's all about you this episode that's all right i guess to talk about wisconsin in due time and last episode was all about me. I, it's been i haven't i've been overdue for not being the main character i've been the, I've, yeah it's you, been, i need if it's time. not every other show it's it's an issue it is it is but <laughs> don't worry it's almost done we're almost to the end of it because we're the last two parks of my trip two of my two of the most interesting parks i would say 
Yes. Um, so wobbly. The end of the wobbly. other wobbly. Not a wobbly. Right wobble from Holland. Baby, wobble baby. To Wobbly, Belgium. So if you're keeping a track of a map at home, we did not do this in a way of like we're hitting up the parks that are along the way. Like we definitely picked and choose for this part of the trip what we really wanted to do. And I think um, Will really wanted to go to do do Conda at Wobbly, Belgium. I really wanted to do um, Untamed and Wobbly, Holland. And then Plopsaline was kind of, it made sense because it was so close to Lil where his... uh, Concert is and Ride to Happiness, which I'll talk about uh, right now. But first of all, I'll talk about Wallaby Belgium. So, Coaster Bro, this is the one along the lake, and this is the one that the other thing. So, what in this scenario can you name, or what do you know from this scenario? Uh, there's a really cool indoor shuttle loop, um, which would be so cool to ride. Is it outdoor in the in the in the RCT scenario, or is well, there's it like a building, and then the wings pop out. Oh, but I think the wings are covered now or whatever the spikes. They're not wings. Um, I can think of that. I can think of just a pretty lake and what I know. There's just like a random boomerang on the left side. Yeah, there is. I like the park layout or I thought it was pretty. Um, yeah. In comparison to Wallaby Holland, I believe. Agreed. The layout. Oh, calamity mine. Calamity mine. Yep. That was one that I would be excited for. The layout is better than yeah. Wallaby Holland. I the setting around the lake is just spectacular for sure. But what's different about this one versus Wallaby Holland? This did not feel like a Six Flags park. This felt like a beautiful park. This reminded wow. me of like a Dollywood, actually, like level theming and everything like that. They have really removed a lot of the Six Flags um, elements of this. The entrance is completely brand new. It's all rocky shore. So they're so they're just for context. Their water park is when you first walk in. So their whole even park entrance is all rocky shore, oceany theme. It's amazing. And if you turn left, you go into like the Egyptian themed area, like deserty themed part of the park. Oh my God. It's beautiful. Every, <laughs> there is only one land, which I'll talk about at the very end, that is, that is not themed. Everything else has been completely redone, refreshed, and all that. It, it is so beautiful, totally unexpected from Wallaby Holland. Um, but Wallaby Belgium, there's the rides here. It's not about the coasters at all. Okay. Not- not at all. So there's really for coasters, there's really only two standouts for me. Um, and the second standout is really just pulsar because <laughs> it's cool and different. The rest <laughs> of the coasters are either bad, like really bad, or just whatever. Yeah. So I'll mainly talk about Conda. I'll definitely talk talk about Pulsar and then I'll touch on Psyche Underground, which is the the shuttle coaster. Mm. Um, and that's pretty much it for for coasters. Um Loop Guru was bad. It's the Vacoma uh, Woody there. It's yeah. awful. Like it's RMC. I hope she comes a knock into that because I think it'd be perfect. But um, Conda. So before I left for Europe, if you remember the pre-Europe trip, Conda is the only one I had seen a POV of. If you remember back in the Prairie Coasting days, Logan and I did it for a coaster of the week and we were so excited for it. Yeah. Um, amazing theming oh my god the queue is beautiful the whole new area they built back by there they built new washrooms that are all themed and everything like that very like it's all themed to like the snake and the legend and the station is so beautiful and so cool um 
But the ride. It is my friend Will's new number one coaster of all time. Whoa. It is smooth. It is very smooth. The first drop is amazing. That first airtime hill is like Steel Vengeance's Outer Banked Hill. It is phenomenal. It is sustained. It I would say it's better action than Steel Vengeance's Outer Banked Hill because the restraints are better. So yeah. <laughs> better restraints, better time. Sure. Um the rest of the layout for me was a letdown. That non-inverting cobra load roll, it just didn't do anything for me. I thought there'd be more whip. I wrote it in the morning and the afternoon on a hot day, full train, busy day. It just didn't, it did not do it for me at all. Um, the ending bunny hills are fun, but everyone knows I don't like repetitive airtime, so they didn't True. do that much for me. But uh, some of the elements I was really excited for just didn't, it, it, I still think it's an amazing coaster. I still think it'll be my top 50, if not even my twenty top 25. Um but I, I was expecting to be like number one or two level worthy. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't it. It was it was good. It was really good. And I wanted to like it more, but um amazingly smooth. I I think it's you shouldn't miss it if you're in the area. But unfortunately with Wallaby Belgium, if you're a coaster enthusiast, like truly looking for coasters, this is not the park for you. No. This is not the park. It's a credit park and that's it because there's no other standout rides at all in the park not even a little bit wow um so pulsar very fun ride i actually was surprised at how forceful those launches are i actually would i think it's a great addition to like aquaman's a great addition to six flags or over sorry over texas now that i know what this is like yeah Um, i loved it the launches are great it's just a short ride time gets a nice and wet the location on the lake is beautiful. You can see it from everywhere around the park, mm-hmm. which is so cool. And they've built like a little path as like um like a berm between the main lake and actually the water that you get splashed on. So you get great shots of where Pulsar oh, cool. is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it for standout coasters. They redid Psyche Underground, which is the enclosed shuttle loop, and they've really um tamed it down it's like oh. i would say half the speed of like it's nowhere near as intense as montezuma's at knots um it was bad it was not oh. at all good and they they guess they have a new theme where like these little monsters have taken it over or whatever and to <laughs> to add to the theme of it it's like they've add these like banging sounds to have the monsters <laughs> like work on the coaster but actually in reality i'm like is this coaster about to break down that's what it sounds like but no it's just <laughs> part of the ride but it was just, it was not good. I was so disappointed by it. And it's a fucking coaster. They wait till there's a full load until they send it because I think they've slowed the launch down so much that it might valley if it doesn't. Oh, so no. I just sit there and wait for a full load of people. And it was a dead day at the park. And I'm like, oh my god, nobody's ever gonna show. <laughs> yeah. So that was I, I that was bad. Loop Guru, like I said, awful, awful. Like bad, bad, like mine, like can mighty Canadian mind buster. I'm, you can't see it. Like Coaster Bro can see it. I'm pointing towards the direction of Wonderland out my window that way. Yeah. Mighty Canadian mind buster and wild beast bad. Like it was, though, those are my two of my least favorite wooden coasters of all time. <sighs> bad, 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 bad. And I waited 25 fucking minutes for it. Um, <laughs> Calamity Mine, I will mention, I was going to mention Calamity Mine last. Doesn't do anything. Nothing special. Um, yeah. Oh, fuck. I forgot to mention Colorado Adventure on Fantasia Land, too. Yeah, you did. Um, fuck. That's such a good ride. 
So <laughs> I'll talk about it here. Whereas Colorado Adventure is the most insane wild, or sorry, mine train I've ever been on, like wilder than any of the Big Thunder Mountains or any of the Cedar Fair mine trains or anything like that. Calamity Mine is one of the smoothest and tamest uh, mine trains that I've ever been on. Hmm. So, but one thing I will say about Calamity to Mine, it is the best themed mine train I've been on besides Thunder Mountain. It is a beautiful and amazing, well-themed, great cue, great music. And this is where you start to get into the magic of Wallaby Belgium is yeah. every land has themed music. Every ride has themed music. There is storytelling aspects in most of the rides. So that's where it stands out. And I think it's interesting that Wallaby Holland focused on coasters and additions, whereas Wallaby Belgium worked on like kind of restoring their their current rides because really all they've added recently are dark rides pulsar and conda and that's pretty much it in the last 10 years yeah so it's interesting how they two of them took very different vibes and you can see it the themed land music really added to it um so yeah the wild west section was amazing the deserty section, like I alluded to earlier, was amazing. The area around Conda was great. The um, the area around the new, I guess they added a new wild mouse, Tiki Waka, um, in the new Tiki section, which was really well done. But where this park stood out for me, mm-hmm. they're two of the best shooting dark rides I have ever been on in my life. No way. Ever, ever, ever. ever. Like, amazing. So I'll talk about the, my, the, the second best of the two and then my favorite one at the end. The Legend of Tutankhamun, which is like an Egyptian-themed shooting dark ride. Very well done. We're talking animatronics. Amazing. It's in the back of the park in this giant show building, and like no one's there. I don't know. It's totally forgotten about, but it's so well done. There's like, it's like the mummy-style animatronics and um, like a storytelling. Amazing. But nothing can compare to Popcorn's Revenge. This ride <laughs> was like... Oh my god, it was the best shooting dark ride I've ever been on. It was similar technology to um Toy Story Mania, but yeah. no 3D, 3D glasses, but it has the trackless system. So it's like Ratatouille. So there's no track. You actually go into different rooms in different orders when you ride it. And it just <laughs> works so well. And they, oh my god, it just it just works so well. And I got to do such you got to get such good scores, and no one's riding it. There were ugh, Oh my god, I just can't get over that ride. That ride was just phenomenal. Um, if you're ever a Wally Belgium, do not miss Popcorn's Revenge. It is totally random. It's in right beside Cobra in the deserty section, but amazing. Amazing. Um, and yeah. And then the food, we had a really good, I actually had one of my best ve- veggie burgers the entire trip at Wallaby Belgium. They had great vegan food. Um, one thing I do have to say about Wallaby Belgium as well is that it, their stores were themed. So you know how you go into Disney and even inside of their stores are themed? Yeah. Six Flags and Cedar Fair Parks and you walk into the store, even if the facade is themed, you walk in and it's just like a, like shelves. Their stores were themed too on the inside. So really cool park. I would go back rmc loop grew if they rmc loop grew that'll be one of the best parks in europe in my personal opinion yeah that could be a great a great option yeah do you Gosh. know anything else about wall of belgium at all anything else that comes to mind that you may no, or the you, listeners may want to know you surprised me quite a bit i didn't know there was actual dark rides in this park and um 
I do think it's very interesting that the, the two of them took so different routes. Um, it's like the brand was like, uh, what, do, what are we? Let's just do two different parks and figure out what we, <laughs> what works better. And is, would you say there's one that works better? It's hard to say. Depends on what you, well, it depends on what you like. That's, that's the hard yeah. thing for me personally. I, hard to say. The, the the coaster person in me wants to go with Holland, but mm-hmm. I just love the dark rides and the theming of Belgium too. So I, I it's hard to say. I'm so glad I did both. I mean, I think if you're in the area, you should do both. Um, but I think they focused on what they focused on. I think it was good, but I think they could also take a a page out of each other's books and maybe not focus all on theming or all on coasters like they have been recently. Um, yeah. I think Wallaby Belgium needs one more star coaster and one more good supporting coaster. I think a good spinning coaster, like a mock spinner, would work well there. And then an RMC, the um, Loop Guru. And then I think Wallaby Holland has a good layout. I uh, Sorry, a good lineup. But I think they could do with some touch-ups to the park. I think the entrance could use a, uh, the whole entrance pathway and all the way up to the main kind of plaza. Could use a brand new gutting and refresh. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I, I know it's a cop-out answer, but I, it's interesting. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the same owner as Park Asterix, right? I think the same company owns them and they own all the Wallabies and Park Asterix and one more. Really? I just, I'm not too aware. Yeah. I was looking it up when we were at Wallaby Belgium. I was like, who is, it's owned by the same people as... This it's owned by yeah Champagne des Alpes, which they own <laughs> ski resorts as well. Okay. But they also own Park Asterix, Wallaby Rhone Alps, Wallaby Belgium, Bellewarde, and Wallaby Holland, and three museums, including oh. one museum in Canada. Well, look at that. Yeah. So so yeah, that's Wallaby Belgium. And should I maybe finish off? Yeah, the- let's let's finish this off because you have one more park here that um Kind of felt random to me because I I literally know nothing about this except for the one ride. So I'm excited. Yeah. This is just a ride for me. This park is fucking random. It's in the middle of nowhere. It is on the ocean. All it's barely in Belgium. It's really weird. It's actually closer to um, London than it is to Germany. Like I was, I was <laughs> very. It's it's so. If you look at a map, it's so close to the UK. That's why so many UK enthusiasts have gone. Um, okay, that makes sense. It's 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 really random, but Plopsaland, Plopsaland de Pan. So before the ride to happiness, this was a small, tiny park that some people went to, kind of like a Bellawarde or a Bobby and Land with a good launch Gerslauer Anubis, a shitty GCI, <laughs> a really shitty GCI, <laughs> and kids' rides and everything else. But then fucking 2021 comes around. They decide to get version two of the fucking uh mock extreme spinner like time traveler so i have never been to silver dollar city i've never been on time <laughs> traveler even though it distance wise it's much closer to me than yeah. ride to happiness but we literally came to spark for ride to happiness it didn't we got there at rope drop at 10 doesn't open until 12 30 and i had i had 299 coasters 298 coasters so i got <laughs> heidi the i got heidi the ride the shitty gci one of the worst gci I've ever been on the most boring forceless gci I've ever been on so more it's actually more of a family gravity group really that's what it should be it shouldn't be in the same realm, realm as woden yeah so after that one ride i had to just wander around the park i got food until uh 
until um, uh, Ride to Happiness opened. And this park is shit. It's run poorly. The people are mean. Like, I'm trying to speak like, I'm like, do you speak any English? And they're just like, no. No. And they're speaking back to me in French or Dutch. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, can you like, are you open? Are you not like just yes or no? Like I, I'm trying, like I'm trying with my French and they're like not having any of it. It's run poorly. The operations are bad. This park sucks. I was like, I'm not having a good time. <laughs> then ride happiness opens. We're in the first row, first train of the day at 12. For sure. I, I, I have no words. I have no words. I have no words. I went and bought the fucking express pass just so I could ride this more, more and more without waiting. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Like I'm really interested to ride time travel to see how it com- compares. This almost seems like time traveler on steroids. Like, cause the second launch, you don't, you don't stop at, you just keep going. Like you're, you're, you keep that momentum yeah. right into that zero G roll and it is fucked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, d- I would say that um, the ride feels pretty graceful for the most part. Um, not not this ride, but um, Time Traveler. Mm. Outside of maybe the first drop out of the station, and then it's just like, it's all very graceful, and you're spinning, and it's fun, you're giggling. Um, but I wouldn't call it intense by any means. So I, I'm kind of interested. Is this like an intense ride? This I wouldn't say it's intense as in G forces. It's intense as in like aggression. So the, yeah. all the drops are beyond ninety degrees, so that you you get launched into your seat at whatever angle you're at. All of the inversions, taking them because there's there is the vertical loop, and I would say actually the vertical loop is the tamest of all the inversions. Yeah. And I know there's a the vertical loop on Time Traveler, so that's actually quite the tamest one. But the, when you talk about the zero G rolls or anything like that, the, the corkscrew that's the ones that feel so out of control. Yeah. Um, and then the airtime it ends with there's a crazy airtime moment, and then does Time Traveler have onboard audio too? I don't think it does. Okay, because this one does. Holy fuck. The onboard audio adds so much to it because it has like on, when you're on the launch track waiting for their first launch, you have the heartbeat, like the sound of the heartbeat and then the music. And then, of course, you start with the JoJo roll. You start with the fucking amazing yeah. JoJo roll out of the <laughs> station. I feel like I could touch the, like, the, the people that are below me. <laughs> it is. I don't rank coasters until the end of the year. I'm confident enough to say this is my new number one without even holy shit. Without even I was at that park for three hours. Long story is why only three hours I had to go really quickly after that. I did not write anything else. I have four missing credits there. And I was like, it's not even <laughs> it was not even worth it for me to go. It wasn't even like, worth it. Nope. This is my favorite new favorite coaster. There's no way I'm just gonna go credit chasing. I'm oh. actually proud of you for recognizing that. I don't I, think a lot of people would do that. It, in a park, maybe like Wallaby Belgium, for example, I was I had no problem. Like Will didn't care about credits, and he was so good to ride Conda. But for me, I rode Conda, and I liked it. But I was good to be like, you know what? Now I'm going to sit in the humiliating kitty credit because I like the coasters here, but I'm happy to get this credit and complete this park. Plopsaland is a park I will be going back to. That is not an a when, not an if. It is a it is a when. It is because I love that ride so much, and uh-huh. I know I will be going back because then I will get the credits. Then I will maybe spend a proper day there instead of just three hours. Um, you know, flying to Paris or flying to London or something, and just and just scoot on over there. Um, 
and properly stay there and properly do the day because this park has shit food. It's the same owners as Holiday Park, shit food. That part mm. of Belgium has no vegan food. Like we struggled to eat there. Awful, awful park, like run everything. The operations of the, of the coaster of Ride to Happiness itself was pretty good. But yeah, I will just be going back because I know I will go be going back. Will wrote Anubis and said it was excellent. Um, I want to get on their water ride. I want to get on a couple other things, but Ride to Happiness. I knew that this is the, if I'm going to love it, I'm going to ride it. So 12 times, 12, 12 rides on it. It's just such an amazing, amazing ride. Comfortable restraints, um, good launches. But that launch, the second launch and you go into a zero G roll, every time it scared me. And it surprised <laughs> me because you hit it differently. Um, this is a front row ride or front car ride. Okay. It is not a back back two cars. It is your front two cars, preferably the first car. Um, you, I think it's the craziest for the inversions and the just kind of like the airtime, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It is, I want to, I always want to watch POV of it now because it's just so good or an off ride because it's, it's, it, 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 it struck something in me that I had never experienced. I didn't get sick on it. I just, I was not tired of it after 12 rides. I could have ridden all day. So no, when I get off of time traveler, I think to myself, that's one of the best attractions in the world. And that, like, engineering-wise, what they've done with that to, to make it a spinning coaster and not nauseating. Mm-hmm. And it's just a, a giggle fest through all of it on Time Traveler. I can only imagine if they've added extra thrill to that. And um, Yeah. Yeah, it, I, I could understand why it would be your favorite coaster. It's amazing, and I and I'm I'm, I'm un- it's unfortunate that it's such an expensive coaster model that a lot of other parks probably won't be rushing to build it. Of course, I mean it's been around for five years, and there's only two of them, right? So yeah, I'm hoping that one day we get a themed one, like a really well themed one, because I heard the rumor that on Time Traveler, the second launch was supposed to be a show building for for theming. Oh. Is that right? Is that I, that I was a rumor, actually right? have no idea. Okay, because I heard a rumor that that second launch, the reason you stop in it is because there was actually supposed to be a building there with like an actual kind of like a Copperhead Strike style um, show piece. But they but the coaster ended up being so fucking expensive. Yeah, they just they squashed the theming and they kept the the ride. So I would love like one where it has like a full indoor style theme and then maybe your second launch theme because this may be controversial, but I think if you tone down the layout a little bit, it could be a good Disney coaster. I think Disney could do they something could. really good. And they've worked with Mock before. I, I think they could do it. If they wanted to kind of notch up a thrill ride a little bit. Um, yeah, I think that would be an outstanding. I wonder I wonder how capacity would look, but I bet they could figure it out. You know what, Disney, it loads so, oh, I don't know, but the time travel, but it they, Disney loads the people so fast because they, they, because I, on ride to happiness and and let me know what time traveler is it's everyone sits in the in the seat and they press a button all the restraints lower and then they lock and then they just go to the next one yep it's that easy yeah so i think they could do it um i think it would be like a three or four train style like they do like three or four trains they're gonna add all the block breaks as disney usually does i -hmm. think they could do it because like they added a ride like slinky dog which is horrible capacity terrible ride i think they could do it yeah, I think so too. That'd be a um, cool ride too. So that really was uh that really was the coaster trip. It was 
seven parks, eight days. I got 52 new credits. No, 48. Oh. I had 48 new credits. Um, oh. Yeah, because I went from 252 to 300. I left that at three, right on 300 on the dot. Ride to Happiness is my 300th coaster. Um, it was a really good trip. You know, I, and, and I had never met Will before. Like, literally, I'd never even, uh, we'd FaceTimed before, but I'd never met him. And, like, for eight days, we're going to be in the same car. We're going to be sleeping <laughs> nose to nose on tiny little European um, rooms. And and it was really fun. I would do good. it again in a heartbeat. The parks were amazing. I loved driving in Germany. It was a blast. Um but I, but I think next time there's like a couple different destinations I would go to. I would go back to some places. I would go to new places. I really want to go to Efteling. But if you have a chance, an opportunity to save up, because I know a lot of, especially, and I don't want to stereotype, but especially Americans tend to stay in their country. Like they do, they do. And this is all oh, this. Oh, no, this, this, this all feels like fantasy talk to me, which is why I've I never think, actually looked into these parks. I know. And that's, that's the sad thing is like, I mean, the U.S. is great, but the, and and you can have so many things there. But every American I've never known who's gone to Europe is just like fuck. I always forget that world is the world is so different because every I and correct me if I'm wrong, and listeners correct me if I'm wrong, but like most Americans think that the rest of the world is like America. Like most people think that that's what the <laughs> world's like. It's probably my biggest fear in like traveling internationally is that it's like so different. Like I don't even know how you did you just drive everywhere. Is that what you yeah. said? I drove everywhere, and that's and, and it's scary. It it is very scary, and you have to figure it out. And that's when you really have to learn the language. You have to learn language skills. You have to do the research. You have to do things. But even even if you prepare all your best, you still get into situations where you're like, "Fuck, I am lost. I am like all that stuff." So I I think if you have the opportunity, and I want to also want to recognize recognize that I have a very very strong privilege that I have the ability to travel. And this is not this is not lost on me. This is a very I am very, very privileged. So I'm not saying this is available to everyone. But if you have the opportunity, the ability, everything like that, um, and you and you have a choice between maybe staying in the United States or going abroad, I would absolutely go abroad because it really puts into perspective, you know, even when I came back to Canada, you know, how much I enjoy some things about Canada or maybe how much things work so much better in Germany and that sort of thing. Um, I would really recommend it if you get the chance and the opportunity to. Yeah, I'll have to think about it. Um, it's going to have to be a, a country with Starbucks, though. I mean, most countries have Starbucks. They're just hard to find. Okay, well, just put me in the hotel next to the Starbucks and I'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think Germany has and the thing is I'm not looking for Starbucks I don't see them Greece I didn't see like any but Germany I'm sure I'm sure they're there they have to be they gotta be they gotta be but you also gotta remember you, Starbucks is not the same in every country what? like you don't get the same things you'll get like yes you'll get like coffee but you won't get the same food or anything like that in any of the countries so mm, that's a good point like I'll bring my own Starbucks <laughs> <laughs> from the air, airplane oh my god um so yes very privileged very thank very thankful and i want to recognize that privilege to to go on this trip but um that's it and i'm sad it's over i will be making more trips to the united states this year i'm sure because as everyone's seen from my stories if you watch them i fucking hate canada's wonderland i want to talk about that (laughs) on a later episode after i still haven't been to my home park we both kind of hate our home parks we yes we do so we have um 
to talk with Logan next time we chat about his trip. And then we have a little bit of your trip coming up that we want to hear about um, after yeah. the fact. Or maybe we talked, did we talk about a little bit on the show already? Yeah, I've talked about my planning already a little bit on what I'm doing. Um, but I think we're going to preview it at some point too. But it's coming up. It's like, uh, gosh, it's within the month that I'll yeah. be going to um, a lot. Of, I'm, I'm essentially sweeping up any Midwest and, and the true American in me is sweeping up any relatively substantial park in the Midwest. Yeah. I, I will have visited them all because I'm going to, I'm going to knock out Michigan's adventure, little America um, and revisit some favorites in that area too. So um, I'm pretty pumped for it. So when this show comes out, it is July 18th. You will, will you be on that trip right now? Uh, okay. Yep, I'll be on the trip. Yeah. So when you're, <laughs> if you're listening to this, the day comes out or maybe the week, then Coaster Bro will literally be on that trip. Yeah. Wow. Things are wild. Internet's a oh. wild thing. Yeah. Well, By the way, think, you, you right? didn't stop your trip at, at just coasters. You had some extras that you did. Um, and I want to acknowledge that we've already talked about it. Mm-hmm. And we put it behind a paywall, baby. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> we've sold out, motherfuckers. Hey, we got we got to fly Mitch around the world. Okay. So yeah, we put we put that behind a paywall. But if you do want to hear more about Mitch's trip, um, how Mitch was essentially just an Instagram influencer in Greece, <laughs> and you went to Berlin as well, is that right? Yes, that's right. Yep. So we, we talked all about that. You'll have to check it out on our uh I believe it's episode two of Canceled Cuzzies. And you can find that on Patreon, which you can find a link to that at solo.to slash coaster cuzzies. I'm trying to make it easy here. Solo.to slash coaster cuzzies. And you can find that. Um, that link actually is going to take you to a lot of places where we are mm-hmm. on the internet. <laughs> We're all there. So go We're check there. it out. Yeah. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. Can't get away from us. That was a hell of a trip, Mitch. Um, yeah. I really appreciate you sharing everything with us and, and um, I guess right before we leave, what was your favorite moment of the trip and least favorite moment of the trip? Ooh, oh my god! Of the of the coaster trip, just the coaster star, style of the trip. Yeah, because that other shit's for Patreon. Even though we, oh, we yeah, don't talk yeah, right. about it yes. on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh god, favorite moment. Oh my god, I would have to say. There was the day we were in Fantasialand and yeah. we just gotten there and we just had, we had gone into Cologne and there is a location of my favorite vegan pizza place from Vancouver. And there was a random location in Cologne and then we had an amazing meal. We had, I spent like a hundred euro. We had like all the owners came because the owners are Canadians. So they came and sat with us and chatting with us. Just an amazing night. And then we went back to the hotel into the hotel Matamba and just had drinks in the bar and mm. just like, could see the coasters outside and that was just like a really special special moment i think that that was one of my favorites just because like be staying right there yeah um, least moments i would say one of my lowest moments i'd plop line i was just so stressed because we only have three hours because i had to go like i had to catch a yeah. flight in Dusseldorf, and the finding out that the fucking ride to happiness didn't open until 12 and we had to leave at two no like two yeah. was like our hard stop like we had to go yeah. and I was wandering around the park looking for vegan food and I'm just like pissed and the workers is like <laughs> I'm not I'm like try I'm like I'm like bonjour um I, I was like parlez anglais like je ne parle pas français and they're like just like 
just not even acknowledging me. And I'm like, I'm trying. <laughs> Go so I, was yourself. A, I was at a low point. I was not yeah. doing well. So that, that was high point, low point. Overall, though, even the lowest points of the trip, amazing. So wonderful. But like you said, like you said, Coaster Bro, a lot of the low points were just cultural differences, language differences, me not being able to find food that I could eat. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just a scary, exciting, and kind of eye-opening part of traveling to countries that aren't uh, similar to Canada. Well, that's what's up. Yeah. I'm glad you had a good time. And I'm glad you're uh, resetting for another trip here soon. So that's yeah. all, all exciting. So, gosh, we're just, we're just traveling. We're all the three of us. We're just traveling. We're just going summer. Everywhere, it seems like. Summer's great. Summertime. Excellent. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Um, make sure you, you, you keep your coffee on ice. Mm. Um, you add um, sweet vanilla soft cold foam to your coffee on ice keep your sticks on the ice and um, go eat a pretzel and Caleb is probably going to kill me because I'm currently talking to you guys in the kids section of Ikea. I just ate a fantastic lunch, had some meatballs, and what else did we have? Cake? What else? Peas. Oh yeah, I was very excited about her peas. Let me tell you a thing about her peas though. I do need to tell the world about your peas. So, she prides herself in not being a picky eater, but she refused to eat any of the food. I'm a particular eater, not picky. Yeah, particular as in she wouldn't eat any of the food if it was touching another food. Yeah. But she'd eat all the things, just not together. Common sense. Picky. You guys can be the judge. Anyway, I found some good-ass Swedish candy, and we got a turtle. So we're going to head out to check out now. This is the last day of our trip, by the way. So this might be one of the last times you guys are hearing my voice from Alberta. Bye.